Hey, Tomies, we would like to thank our sponsor, Nerd Alert Treasures, for supporting this podcast. Nerd Alert Treasures makes handmade and customizable dice trays, pencil bags, and our personal favorite, dice bags with pockets. Use our promo code TOMIES, that's T-O-M-I-E-S, for 15% off. Follow the link in the show notes to get yours today, and be on the lookout for Tomies merch. Hi, I'm Sid Razavi, the host of Run the Adventure, a podcast dedicated to getting the most out of published modules for your tabletop role-playing game. Every episode, I take a look at a module to show you where the fun is and how you might want to tweak it to suit your game. I hope even if you decide not to play a particular adventure, you'll get some interesting ideas out of it. I cover modules for Dungeons & Dragons, Call of Cthulhu, Traveller, and soon a bunch of other systems, including Alien RPG, Achtung Cthulhu, and Vampire the Masquerade. I've been running games for over 30 years now, but my aim with every episode is to put myself in the shoes of a new GM. As well as breaking down the scenario and how it plays, I pepper the discussion with useful advice for the relatively new GM who has to try to run the adventure for their group. I try to make sure the discussion is also interesting for veteran GMs who are looking for ideas for their own games. If that sounds like your cup of tea, then you can find the latest episode on RunTheAdventure, all one word, dot com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you check it out, and until then, may your adventures run fantastic. You are listening to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Welcome to Tomes of the Chaos Bard. I am DM Dave, and to the left we have... Henley. Boudreaux. Lila Grassa. Roscoe. And Fenrir. And today's recap is by Henley. What happened last time? Well, last time we were flying on the Eagles... And I saw Fort Ventral that didn't really remind me of Fort Ventral, more like a fortress. And Roscoe thought he should go investigate more. Thankfully, we all talked him out of it. We try not to split the party. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we kept flying and we ran into a storm. We landed and we landed by some holes, bug holes. So we decided to move, thank heavens. And then we made camp in a grove of trees and we all talked to Joanne a little bit. She seemed a little off Sorts really glum until Boudreaux decided to play flapjack toss, <laughs> which was pretty fun. <laughs> and uh, Joanna even played along, so that was great. Yeah, I think what about I'm done. Oh. And, <laughs> and and Henley's about to get eaten by some sun roasted human. <laughs> things <laughs> that smell really bad <laughs> i completely forgot about <laughs> I, was like, I thought that was the whole don't split the party yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah that's it i'm in no danger i'm what not are you gonna about? die again and get eaten by zombies no big deal and yeah. they woke up and it was just a bad dream <laughs> that's all it was exactly <laughs> <laughs> i mean Although, for the record, sun-roasted smelly people smells just like my people. <laughs> Ew. It's because it's normally what they're cooking, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> they eat people. <laughs> uh, you told me that's not what the lizard folk do. Kidding. I'm just Only kidding. the small ones that Bad wander gym. around by Bad. themselves. Bad. Bad llama. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> So we're going to start with the rest of the group. Of course. (laughs) Okay. So you guys see Henley take off. You guys are about 300 feet away. You see her scurry off into the distance. 
Um, you could probably kind of see her jump through a window, and then that's all you see. Um, I'm going to look after her for, like, my eyes are trained on where she was at. It's like 10 minutes. I give her 10 minutes. She's not back. I'm going after her. Okay. Sounds good to me. Yeah. I'm not here. (laughs) (laughs) Are you going to wait 10 minutes? (laughs) Okay. 10 minutes pass. Hey. Do we hear anything? What? Do we see anything? (laughs) What do you mean 10 minutes pass? (laughs) You said you're not here. (laughs) (laughs) I meant as that I'm not there part of that conversation. (laughs) I would like to know if I kind of survive. So, Henley, we left you with some rotten thing reaching for you. What do you do? Well, I'm going to Misty Step away from that stinky, crazy beastie. Okay. And I think this is the first time. Yeah, tell us. Uh, you did use it in the... Oh, no, I used... Uh, but it's been a while. Thing. Been yeah. a while. So I'm briefly surrounded by silvery mist, and I teleport up to 30 feet away to an unoccupied space that I can see. Okay. So can I see inside the house at all? Or No, I went to the side. You went around the corner. I went around the corner. So I am going to probably go out in the middle of the street, Okay. 30 feet, and then just book it. But first I cast a spell. Okay. You use Misty Step, and you pop right in the middle of the street. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to run. And I'm guessing you're just going to run to the closest way out? Yeah. So you start booking it, and as you kind of booking it, you glancing all around you, there's just tons of these creatures just moving around, lifting up debris. And as you are running, you get kind of this strange almost like somebody's watching you okay as you continue running i think i'm gonna just keep running (laughs) and you're gonna make a u-turn to go back to the group i'm guessing too yeah although if i can i'm gonna try and duck in the shadows but i'm just i just want out of there because those zombie things are everywhere okay so you turn and you just start booking it eventually you guys are starting to be like you see henley just booking it towards you guys. Though there's nothing appears to be following her. Okay, you're back at with the group. <sighs> we're wrong, we're wrong. Hold on. There, there's a, like sun-baked bodies and they're they're alive moving around and they smell really bad one touched me and and wait uh, wait wait wait. they smell bad like boudreaux smells bad or no like, like dead bodies <laughs> a dead body and and they had the really sunken eyes and she notices that jo- joanna's <laughs> a little scared yeah. and then she like grabs the group and like turns and, <laughs> and slowly quiets um, and as I was booking it and leaving, I did feel like there was someone watching me leave, but I don't know if it was those humanoid corpses or something else. Are you sure the smell was coming from the things walking yeah. around and not the the dead that was there before? Yes. Wait, wait, wait. What, what did they sound like? Uh. Sorry, can you do that again? No. <laughs> I didn't catch it the first time. Oh, no, 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 no. You sure? Like, you would almost say that they'd be like, dead? They looked pretty alive to me, but they smelled dead. They looked shriveled and sun-baked. And they went, Boudreaux, what's wrong? Yeah, he looks really uncomfortable. And um, he's like, ah, I bet this will be some kind of voodoo. We, if it be what I think that is, 
It be zombie. A who? A who? A who? A what? Edwin. <laughs> uh, so it's like, let's say like, Fenrir just dead. He like, dead, dead, you know? And like, then uh, then someone like a cleric or something like not a cleric, what the shaman? <laughs> I've been here too long, <laughs> but like uh, the you know the shaman or one of the people like go and I bring you back for Kunda's help and then boom he like alive but like without his spirit. Okay. So he's like dead but like he like under someone's control. So him. it's like a magic corpse. Yeah. Like necromancy? We like to call him like... Yeah. The what? A necro-whaty? What? You mean like the... Those stories? Of like the undead? Stories? No, they're very real. <laughs> they're very real. Like we do it all the time. Not, not, my, not my clan. Not, not my tribe. But like, like, like the other tribes, yeah. You make... Dead people, not dead. So it's like very controversial, like in our place that like, oh, Kundas brought him back. So it's like a good thing, you know, but like in, in my tribe, we don't think that it's good because their soul is what makes them like alive and like their soul ain't there and no more. You know? Now, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, sugar. Are you talking about when they trap something in like a dead thing and it? Not really brings it back to life, but just makes it able to move and, like, get around and do someone's dirty work. There's nothing in it, but it's just a dead body moved around by someone by someone's power. So who can do this? The Lazarines do this, yeah. But they, they believe that the Kundas be the one to bring her back, but I don't think it be the one to bring her back, like... Like, I don't think Gundas would want that. I mean, well, I don't know, though. Well, if, if you said that, like, they don't really have a soul, they don't really like a, a, a person, then uh, isn't, isn't your God all about, like, reincarnation and starting over and yeah, that's, they new be- life? Yeah. Re- regardless, they- I think we need to find another place to rest. Oh, no, we need to, like... N- Help these people. I don't think you understand. There were like 50 that I could see in this town. We we don't have the firepower or ability to take out that many magic corpses. He starts nodding. Yeah. Besides, how would, how would we even Let do alone that? whoever... W- Brought them back from the dead? That means that like, someone, like a Lazarine, could be going about these cities and like killing people and then using them as the, the, dead, the undead of the slaves, yeah? Th- that's not good. We need to fix this. We need to let their bodies go, eh? This, this ain't right. Like, we gotta do something. All right. So. How about this? But we're also on a time crunch with Joanna. Exactly. What? Uh, what? Guys. And you see Joanne just point <laughs> back towards town. Oh, <clears throat> sugar snap peas. And you see this tall, thin figure clothed in a black robe walking slowly out of town towards your direction. It doesn't seem to be going fast or anything, just... Walking. Are they alone or do they have like... They're alone. Hmm. That might have been what I sensed. Watch me leave. Boudreaux. Mm. If the person that brings the people back from the dead becomes dead... Mm-hmm. Then what happens to those that they brought back? I don't know, Roscoe. I think... I don't know. I don't know, Roscoe. I, I don't know. How but far, we got to stop it. We got to stop it. Let's, let's talk to this man. How, how far <clears throat> away is the figure? He's not 
I mean, you guys were 300 feet away. Mm-hmm. And he's just kind of barely leaving town. So he's maybe like 50 feet away from town. So like 250 feet okay. from you guys. Doesn't seem to be I in a hurry. I pull out my bow. I can try and hit him from 200. <laughs> uh, wait, no, whoa, whoa. We did We got Doc doing. We got Doc doing. So I'm going to pull out my glaive, but I'm going to keep it collapsed for now. So it's kind of just like a, the short sword. Okay. And I'm just going to not like walk, you know, straight up to meet him, but kind mm-hmm. of walk towards him a little bit and then just stop and kind of just wait for him. We can't let him get too close. Right. I come with you. So I'll probably oh, like yeah, I want to flank like him on the other side. Half the distance. So we'll go like 100 feet and then just stop there and wait for him to... What are we doing? We should go. If this guy can do this, we let's get out of here. So I am. I wanted to be flanking him on his... Right? Joanna, get on your eagle. If something bad happens to us, fly away. I'm going to go back with okay. Joanna. Okay. When he gets within 60 feet, I want to use my magic awareness. Okay, remind me what that is. So it says, as an action, you can open up your awareness to the presence of concentrated magic until the end of your next turn. You know the location of any spell or magic item within 60 feet of you that isn't behind total cover. When you sense a spell, you learn which school of magic it's from. So mostly I just kind of want to do, like, like we talked about before, kind of just like an aura thing coming off of, like, either him or something around Mm -hmm. the area. Okay, so you get the sense of a magic item on him. Okay. You don't know what the... You know what the... It's the school of magic. School of magic. So that type of... It's definitely necromancy. Okay. It's like a dark aura. Mm Mm-hmm. And he... Any other spell and stuff? Nothing. Nothing. Okay. So I'm going to lean forward and whisper that to... Roscoe. What was the range on that, by the way? 60 feet. 60 feet. So we'll say that he's within 60 feet of you then. Okay. So I'm going to whisper that to Roscoe as quick as I can. And you said that it was like a magical item, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, Henley yells out, stop right there. With my bow drawn. <laughs> Arrow knocked. Like, just saying, don't come any, don't right. come any closer. And he stops. What are you doing here? And he lifts, he pulls his hands up and he pulls down his hood. And you see a very fair-skinned white hair down to his shoulder length. His eyes are pale blue and his, he has like thin sunken in cheeks himself. I have come on behalf of the fallen here. And he kind of looks slowly towards Henley. I apologize for the fear that they may have bestowed on you. Henley, like, looks like she's about to say something, and then... They uh, meant you no harm. What, What do you mean on behalf of the fallen? I know many people would see such undead and run... But these ones mean you no harm. Henley, like, has her mouth open, wants to say something, but doesn't know what to say. Like, uh... I lean over to Boudreaux. Was Boudreaux on the other side of Roscoe? Roscoe, yeah. Do these undead things usually mean people harm? It depends on the owner. I I still don't understand what you're doing here. If you permit, you may come into town and see for yourself. Let's start with an explanation. Can Fenrir hear this? How far away is Joanna and the Eagles? I would think you guys were still kind of close to the Eagles, so you're maybe, let's see. So I would say they're about 100 feet away from you, so I don't think you'd be picking up on this conversation. But you can definitely tell that there is a conversation, is a conversation. Have, being had. Okay. There has been a disturbance in the spirit world. Many have been wrongfully killed 
And so it is one of my duties to help bring balance to this tragedy. Who? What's, what's your name? Who are you under? My name is Azil. I am from the Lazarine family. And how is bringing them back from the dead a good thing? The wrongful death of a creature can bring an unsettlement, an agony to it. I find it one of my duties when I find or sense any kind of wrongful death that I seek it out to see if I may be able to bring it some peace because I find it worse for vengeful spirits to come back on their own than me helping them return. For a vengeful spirit can be very dangerous if anyone crosses its path, whether they wronged it or not. If I bring it back, guide it to the completion of their unresolved business, they are under my watch and I have means to banish them if they get out of control and for these raids that have been happening happening amongst the goblins there has been many unwrongful deaths and with so many unbalanced so much unbalance in the spirit world many of these would come back and would cause harm amongst all living things. Are you referring to a banshee? A banshee would be one of them, yes. Uh, They're not nice things, no. So Garatha was like super mad at him because she does like, you know, like a death in any form or especially that like in a battle should be left as it was but like him explaining what's going on she's like oh okay I get it kind of calming down how does my tribe and mostly Mama Frizz taught me about how we feel about the Lazarine family yes so Boudreaux you have been taught by Mama Frizz that the family Lazarine is kind of where, way back in the day, they're the ones who created necromancy. Mm-hmm. The grandfather, his name was Malenko, and he created kind of this magic that could do this. But she's taught you that it's wrong, that it is not right, because as you said, the spirits come back, but they are more contained they're forced into kind of a servitude by the ones who called them back. Yeah, their spirits can't move on. Correct. Okay, okay, okay. Correct. So, yeah, the so soul... I, I taught that all wrong. Oops. I said that the No, zombies, you're good. The zombies didn't have a spirit. <clears throat> but that's kind mm-hmm. of how she would explain it to you. Oh, okay. Almost like she was kind of softening the blow. They have no will. You. They have no will, so they're kind of soulless. Okay. Because, like, it's their body that's wandering around, but their soul itself can't move on because the body is... Correct. Okay. They're forced back into... They're bound to it still. Correct. Some way, somehow. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. She taught you that these people were bad. You don't mess with them. If you're able to, you put a zombie to rest by taking it out. Mm -hmm. But they are um, pretty resilient. A lot of times you can lop up their head, but they're still moving. Yeah. You know? And you got to be careful with them, too. And this is all kind of... Um, their lore and stuff like that, you could possibly anger the spirit, causing it to become more powerful. Mm-hmm. So most of the time she's just like, stay away from it. And then she have the proper tools to take care of it. Okay. And she has taught you a little bit about how to do it. Kind of sprinkling your, your holy water, your swamp water on it, doing a, a prayer of what, some, some kind yeah, except for I don't think I can properly do it yet. Right. You still yeah. need... You've never tried it before. Yeah, that 
exactly. That's it. True. Okay. Okay. And he swings his arm, and he gestures towards the town. Let me show you what they are doing. No. So he steps up and he goes, no, this ain't right. You let them go. I am not holding them. I'm not bounding them here. They chose to return. They didn't have no choice. You, you tied them back to their body. And he, you know, tilts his head a little bit. Where are you from? You know exactly where I'm from, eh? Stinking Lazarines. Oh, sorry. (laughs) We've never seen Boudreaux this upset before, so... Wow. And you see him just take a deep breath. He's like, not all of us are in those wicked ways. And what's the wicked way, then? Bonding them into servitude. Drew? I have brought them back to bring peace to their soul. I do not bring them back to serve my will. But this, they can't... How can putting them and keeping them in uh, the, there make it so that they like... They can... Uh. <laughs> so while they're kind of fighting and mm-hmm. he's getting all worked up, um, Lila's gonna kind of come forward and try, not necessarily like hold his hand, but just like put her arm like on like his wrist, all, like protectively, but also at the same time to try and comfort him. Mm-hmm. What does he do? I think you can see him like have a little bit more peace, like his posture, like he's does he's not as stiff. Mm-hmm. Um, and Boudreaux is gonna start speaking in lizard folk. Mm. Um, so draconic. Yeah, sorry, in draconic. Um, because he was stumbling over his words and having a really hard time because usually most of this conversation would be done in his language. Mm. And so I'm going to speak in my voice. I'm sorry to the audience, <laughs> but that I cannot be a man and do Boudreaux's voice at the same time. <laughs> so, and he goes, no, I don't think that... This is right. Their souls can only move on if you let them go. You are keeping them in their bodies, and you're making it impossible for them to move on. Even if it is for the right, a good reason, they can't move on until their bodies are not in some sort of, until they're not under someone's control. You are still their master, and in some way they will still be serving you. And so you finished speaking. Um, does anybody know Draconic? Nope. Nope. No. Wait, wait, wait. I might actually. Hold on. <laughs> I know I had to Hold on. Say, like, I think I do. Nobody just understood what Boudreaux said, and he's never spoken Draconic. I do speak Draconic. Okay. Why? So Henley, you... Don't under- answer that. We'll answer that later. <clears throat> Henley, you understood what Boudreaux was saying. <clears throat> All eloquently, even. I'm just eyes wide. Like, I'm still just in shock of the whole thing, especially still in shock that he apologized. <laughs> How can you prove that what you're doing is okay without us going into the town and being surrounded by corpses? better question is we're kind of on a time sensitive mission right now if we needed to would these things attack us cause that is something that I, I personally am more worried about right now with the current situation and I'm looking between the group here that's mm-hmm. with me um, and Joanna, then what this man may or may not be doing at the moment. I'm going to say that slowly to Boudreaux, like looking at Boudreaux specifically. 
And he looks at Boudreaux. And in Draconic, he says, they have given me permission to bring them back to rebuild their town and to keep it safe until others may return. And then she looks at, at Lila and Henley, pretty much the group. They mean no harm. They are here to rebuild their town and to keep it safe until others return to occupy it. Uh, you know what? Roscoe, we need to get out of here. What's more important is lives that are alive. And they're gonna probably be some undead ones. Dead ones, whatever. That if we don't move, so let's just leave this Lazarine of the dark family alone and let's go. Let him do his thing in the village and when Kundat come after you, it be your fault. And Hibudro is gonna try to move you guys. I am no dark wizard. I am bringing peace to these people. Would you rather, would your Kundas rather, these spirits come back on their own to haunt this land, causing more issues other than the Trigroven? What would your god think of that? My god? Boudreau. He turns back around to him. <laughs> Stomps forward. Boom, boom, boom. Boudreau. My glaive at this point is gone. <laughs> Full length. <laughs> Look. Boudreau. I'm going to leave you here, okay? We don't need to say no more word. But he's your god, too. And he stares at him like, I'm going to leave. Mm-hmm. But if you do anything, I'm not turning around right now. <laughs> I am not a follower of Kundas. He was mere a follower of Malenko. <laughs> that makes me so mad. <laughs> Get mad as Boudreaux. That your lizard folk have made into a god. Boudreaux. Who? Wait. Leave it I for now. I mean you no harm. Go. But I do warn you, if you do hurt or maim any of these zombies, I will not be responsible for what they do to you. So, like, the entire time while I'm, like, in, trying to interrupt the conversation and, like, Tell it, like trying to get Boudreaux to go out or his attention. I'm like pulling his arm. And he, he'll like, not in like a rude way. Obviously, he's angry, but not in a rude way does he like flick you off. Like, in a way of saying, like, like you can, I feel like you could tell by his body language mm-hmm. that he's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I've got this. I'm not going to try to attack him. Just chill, please. I'm trying to talk <laughs> I, to a man. I think she's more worried about the fact that he's going to attack you <laughs> than you attacking him. Well, I just wanted to let you know that his flicking was not of, like... Oh, no, she doesn't take it that way. She's so just Fenrir, worried about it. You did hear him when he started booming his voice. When he's like, I am no near dark wizard. You heard that part, because he okay. was booming that one. And Joanna just kind of like, she jumps a little when she hears that. She's like, we're going to die, aren't we? No, he said he wasn't a dark wizard. (laughs) 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 She just like looks at you dumbfounded. That is the title. (laughs) No, he said he wasn't a dark wizard. (laughs) (laughs) If he were going to kill us, if there were all those zombies, they'd be coming out at us right now. And we would be flying away. Wait, do you know I, what was in there? Yeah, I think from yeah. the description and stuff, because he's a little she more... Told us there was oh, okay, zombies. okay, because... She didn't use the word zombie. Yeah, that's true. That's but oh. from your education, I would think you would be able to tie it in. Because right. Joanna would know of stories. But I thought they were just 
stories that people could do that kind of magic. And that, that, that stuff's evil. What do you mean he's not a dark wizard? Is, isn't that the definition of necromancy? Should we go ask him? I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> I would. I want to get on these eagles and go. I gotta come back here one day. <laughs> uh, it doesn't look like they're gonna attack us. Let's just stay here, see what else is gonna happen. Cause where else are we gonna go? Do you want to fly back into the hollow? Just you and I and. See what happens. We still need to rest the night. And she just like shrugs and kind of like turns back to the conversation to, you know, they're having. Okay. Um, what was, he was being really rude. What did he last say? He just told you that your, that the lizard folk had created. Kundas. Kundas. And that the real god is Malenko. And he was a follower of Malenko. Okay. So, um... So pretty much telling you your god is fake. Yeah. So, um... It, like, it, it goes silent and Boudreaux's just quiet. And then you start hearing... Some pe- She, uh... Lila Garatha would know it as the sounds of cicadas. Just, okay. like, appearing. I, it's thaumaturgy, but he's not meaning to do it. Um, the sounds of cicadas and rain and some water. Mm-hmm. And like maybe some brushing leaves, and he goes, "Let's just get out of here." Kundas be to God, and you know it. Come on, guys, get! And he like he also goes, and you too. And he kicks his like kicks the grass in front of him, <laughs> spraying some like <laughs> dirt in the air. Dirt right? in the air, and he right. goes, "Now get out of y'all!" <laughs> and he just he just stands there. Come on, let it go. Rocco, Lila, Greta, let it go. Do you turn away? Do you walk away? He's trying to get you to. Okay, but what are you doing? He's like, do you walk he's away like or do you stand Pushing there? you guys a little bit. I'm, I'm not moving. You. Come on, to the yeah, east. Shoot. The I'm get. not moving. You want to fight this guy? He says to you. I not once made a, a move for my weapon. I'm just not moving. Henley starts um, wa- backing up, like watching, but her bow is still in her hand, but it's not drawn, and just backs up, more curious, but she doesn't want to turn her back to the wizard, but she just starts backing up to her eagle. And as, you know, you're kind of backing up, Lila's kind of staying there. Boudreaux, you're trying to shoo Roscoe? Uh, I'm just... staring the guy down. I want to I wanna roll and do, like... I want to do, like, an insight check. Okay. I mean, because, you know, I, I don't know a whole lot of Boudreaux's, mm-hmm. you know, kind backstory, religion, things, religion stuff, things, yeah. things like that. I don't know hardly anything about necromancy. So I, I want to do... I, I'm assuming it would be inside, but I mean, whatever. To see if if this guy is believes what he's saying. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, he's actually trying to help these people. I mean, because, you know, everybody helps in their own way and stuff. And, and I'm not out for a fight, but I want to make sure <laughs> that we're, we're... Yeah. All right, go ahead. Yeah, that would be an insight check. I don't need no inside check. So 15. Okay. You feel that even though he's agitated, right? Because of the conversation with Boudreaux. Right. You do get the sense that he, because of how he reacted to Boudreaux's um, insult as he would take it, that um, he does believe in what he's doing and that he does believe that it is, this is part of the process on balancing the spirits both on this plane and the next. So, I mean, with that, I think Roscoe's going to collapse his glaive, mm-hmm. kind of put it away. Okay. Uh, I'm going to look it over at Lila and Groth and say, 
it's it's time to go. I'm gonna look back at Mr. Necromancer Man <laughs> and be like, I have no idea what you're doing here. I have no idea how your voodoo works. I have no idea how his voodoo works. You guys both believe something very different with the same end goal. We've got something to take care of. But we'll be back. Because I want to make sure that these people that died for no reason aren't now being turned into an army of voodoo to help the wrong person or to help anyone. They deserve to be left in peace. And he nods and he's like, when you return in peace, you will see that I am in no master to these undead. As I have stated, I have brought them back on their own and looks at Boudreaux, permission for the cause of rebuilding the town and keeping it safe. Those who did not accept they are peacefully buried and at rest. I'm going to do something, and it's going to probably be mess with everything. Okay. But because I'm a chaotic character, I'm going to do it! I need to know what Boudreaux's reaction is right now. What he's doing. Is he standing there? Is he walking away? What is he doing? He's got his fists clenched, and he's obviously extremely stiff, and he's kind of in like a fighting stance, but also in such a way that you'd think that he really just wants to leave. Um, that's how he's feeling. Okay. Are you walking away, or are you just standing? But, uh, no, I'm just standing, because every, these, my people are going to leave before I do. Kind of stance. Mm. I'm gonna look, I'm gonna turn around, and I'm gonna look at the two, uh, at Henley, and at Roscoe, and then I'm gonna grab um, Boudreaux's fists with both of my hands. From behind? No, because I've stepped... Okay, so I've stepped in front of you at this point. Oh, okay. okay. And then turned around, and it, that way I can make eye contact with everybody. So I'm going to grab your fists, and I'm going to say, like, make eye contact with you, and say, Boudreaux, I know that you believe what he's saying is bad. No good. And I know... That you are one of the most wonderful people that I've ever met. Lala, you don't understand. No, no. Mm-mm. And you see this, like, torn, really frustrated and almost desperate, like, look across, across her face, like, really fast, just flipping. And say, you got to go. And then I'm going to turn around and I'm going to walk towards him and I say, show me. And I'm just going to walk with him. Um, Boudreaux, tears starting to stream down his face, <laughs> grabs you. I'm not going to give you an option. Like, he, oh yeah, he's going to grab you to the, like, jump on you, whatever he has to. Like, yeah, he's going to, yeah. Uh, she's prone. I'm, like, she's... So, I, like, she's got her back turned towards me. Right. I think I would have you uh, try and grapple her with the strength. And Lila, you're either, really gonna go with strength v strength with me, I, bro? Either <laughs> strength v strength or dex. Also, I'll let you choose. Yes. Um, yours is strength, I'm not though, Boudreaux. In the mood to deal with this. <laughs> he just gestured to all of Lila. <laughs> so Fenrir, you are seeing this. So I'm gonna also try because I've already put my stuff away, mm-hmm. right? I told them it's time to go. And right. We're trying to make our way, and she's walking in the opposite direction, right towards the guy, towards the guy. And so I'm going to try and grab her and just be like, "We will come back," because I don't feel right about this either but we need to leave now. At 
this moment, I'm going to say since they're both going after you, they haven't like detained you, but they both have a hold of you. If you want to rip out of their grasp, go ahead and roll it. So we, we have a hold of her, or do you we have need a, a roll? Of her. You you got a hold of her, we'll say. Okay. And then But she's trying to rip out of your grasp right now. Okay. After she does that, I might do something. After she okay. Uh strength. Roscoe, roll strength as well. Oh. Five. Okay. <laughs> Going in strong. I don't think he expected that, so he was valid. No, what you get? Uh twenty two. Twenty-two. I got a twenty-four. Woo! <laughs> so you're easily out of Boudreaux's grasp, and it kind of catches you off guard for Roscoe's at the first attempt, but then the second attempt you're able to get get it out. Okay. Um. So then, when do you keep walking forward? Absolutely. So Boudreaux, because he like he got himself off balance when he was coming after you because he didn't expect you to move forward. Um, and he, he's crying now. He's got tears streaming down his wonderful olive skin. <laughs> and he, You um, see the dirt streaks. <laughs> Definitely dirt streaks. And he has fallen to his knees because he lost his grip on you. Um, and he's like, no, I won't run again. You come back. And he um, does... Um, a spell, and spikes rip up from the ground in front of you, and spell time. Spike growth. The ground in a 20-foot radius centered on a point within range twists and sprouts, hard spikes and thorns. The area becomes difficult terrain with the area, and if you go into it, you will take 2d4 piercing damage for every five feet you travel. Okay, so all these thorns and vines just pop up right in your path, Lila. Mm-hmm. What do you do? And Fenrir, you're Smart seeing all this happen. Thinking. Did you say that I had to do a saving throw or anything, or just that it happens? Uh, no, it just happens. If um, you were in it, you'd probably have to make some kind of saving throw. Although, I should ask, it says that it's camouflaged. For the sake, can it not be? I'll allow it. Okay, thank you. Make it I'm, invisible. So, uh, I'm going to keep going, and I am going to use a feat that I have. Ah. Um, this one's called Fade Away. Um, so, with Fade Away, uh, you either got an increase to your dex or your intelligence. I did it to my dex because... I'm not very dexterous. (laughs) (laughs) It says once per short rest, immediately after you take damage. So because I'm walking through this, I'm taking damage. Okay. You can use a reaction to magically become invisible until the end of your next turn or until you attack, deal damage, or force someone to make a saving throw. Uh, Boudreaux, what's the damage as she's walking through this? I think she does need it? to make a saving throw. It's a concentration for 10 minutes. That's why I asked if I had to make a saving throw or not. It says when a creature moves into the area, it takes 2d4 piercing damage for every 5 feet. And it's 20 feet. And they got to make a constitution saving throw? Is it- nope. Oh, okay. okay. My bad. That's what, I didn't remember anything, so. Okay. Actually, uh I don't, I don't want to roll the damage. Will you do it? You want me to roll the damage? <laughs> I'll do it. I'll roll the damage. I just feel like I can't do it because I didn't want to cause you harm. Okay, here we go. You take five damage. Done. And then... A total of five? Yeah, total okay. of five. At this point, Fenrir's really curious about what exactly is being said and done. And so he's going to start to walk up. And rise, I'm assuming... You p- would pass Henley. Henley's like... Well, you guys moved 100 feet away. He's got a minute before he catches... But Henley was guys. backing up. So I imagine she's halfway between the eagles and the people. Okay, so this is all happening. You see Boudreaux, you see Roscoe trying to grab Lila, and you're still backing up. Okay, no. I'd probably be running forward at that point. Okay. 
Lila steps into the thorns and she disappears. She turns invisible. Oh. Oh. I was like, what? <laughs> okay. Get out. And the necromancer laughs. Ah, ha, ha. I'm just <laughs> How long does no. that last? Just kidding. It, just, it says until the end of your next your turn. End of your next turn. So everybody just saw Lila disappear. This kind of takes. I don't, by the way, I don't know that I can do this. But... Gotcha. Okay. It's a reaction. That probably makes Henley run faster, <laughs> seeing Lila disappear. Okay. Are you running away? No, running towards you guys. Oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, I'm definitely sprinting, dashing. Okay. And you're pretty quick, so you can catch up. Within the six seconds, you you are up there with Boudreaux and Roscoe, and you can see the spikes, the things, and you saw Lila go into them and just vanish. Fenrir... You start getting up. You're probably like 20 feet. We'll say about 20 feet behind the group. And then Lila appears again. What is going on? On the other side of the spikes. How far away am I? Um, How long were those spikes? 20 feet. 20 feet deep? Was it a square? Uh, It's a circle from the point. 20 feet radius. 20 feet radius from the point. So you're still in them, walking through them. So she needs... So another set of damage. So... Okay, hold on. If I'm still... How fast can I walk through them? Your walking speed is what what you have, 25 feet. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm asking how far I can walk through but them. But it's half because it's she's encumbered? Yeah, it's difficult terrain. Okay. It's difficult terrain, it is so difficult. it's that's, half. That's mostly what I was... Right. So you're still in them by the time and you appear. how much okay. damage per footage? For every five feet. Okay, so we've moved 15, so i got to roll these dice two more times. Mm-hmm. Six. You're gonna kill her. Seven. <laughs> She's going to kill herself. <laughs> and you got about five more feet to get out of this. Done. But everybody sees her walking through. Lila Garatha, what are you doing? And I'll go ahead and roll that other extra damage. Okay. And while while Henley's four, yelling at the. This one, yeah, I'm gonna be not not yelling at the necromancer, mm-hmm. but towards him. I'm gonna be like, "You do not walk away with her." I don't know what's gotten into her, but no. And he kind of seems surprised like, about going what's going about <laughs> what's going on, and. Um, he's just kind of staying, kind of curiosity. Just watching the show at this point. Right. Curiosity. He's not sure what's going on, but he just stands there. Any of us know what's going on. Lila, you approach him. You are now standing in front of him. Okay. And he just looks down at you and then he looks back at the group and he's like, You will not be harmed. This place will probably be one of the safest places that you will rest in. And he looks at Boudreaux. And he takes a deep breath. I think I'm... I think after I did the spikes, I am looking at the ground. Okay. And he takes a deep breath and he reaches out his hand and your spikes disappear. Okay. And he looks down at at Lila and he says, thank you for your trust. Looks up at everybody else. I invite you all to come and see what these undead are doing. See for yourselves what they do on their own choice. Boudreaux starts um, fumbling 
and he actually grabs the crossbow on his back mm. and he um, puts an arrow in it and he's starting to say things in um, draconic to himself. Kundas is mentioned. And then you see him raise the crossbow, look straight ahead at Lila, wait a minute, and then lowers it. Oh, Henley was gonna swat your crossbow <laughs> down. Yeah, and everybody then, was ready. I'm <laughs> like, I've got my bow coming out right now, <laughs> too, and really I'm not sure where, I, where I'm aiming at. <laughs> and, um, and then he lowers his head. And you can hear him in, Dracon- in yeah, Draconic say, I won't run again. I won't run again. I won't run again. And while this is going on, um, I obviously heard what Roscoe said. And I'm going to turn around. And my face is like tear-stained at this point. I'm going to grab out the gold rock that we've had since the last time mm. they went through Nebleton mm-hmm. and I want to look down on it and I'm crying but it helps me feel just a tiny bit better mm-hmm. and I'm going to take a big deep breath and turn around and say I have to and then I turn back around to him and I say show me mm, okay. and and I think that's where we'll end it tonight <laughs> Thank you guys for listening. Ooh, this is intense. I you're welcome. An, an, an intense Boudreaux. This is interesting. Yeah. Okay, thanks for listening, guys. I hope you enjoyed that one. Once again, on a cliffhanger. Okay, uh, check out Da Nichols. She writes our music. She has a TTRPG called Shields of Power. Find it on DriveThroughRPG.com. Check us out on Discord. Check us out on our all our socials at Tomes of the Day, Tomes of the Chaos Bard. You can find those links in the show notes. Also, you can check out our Ko-Fi. That is where we're able to make these things possible. There we will have tiers where you'll have a DM deep delve by me going through all the episodes, talking about how I planned them, how I created them, and how they turned out, and what I <laughs> what I didn't expect, and all that fun stuff. There will eventually be some uh, Lila and Garatha headcanon going on between the the episodes, which is going to be really fun. Lots of fun stuff. Follow us on that Ko-Fi. Get updates. That is ko-fi.com, Tomes of the Chaos Bard. Other than that, I am DM Dave, and to the right we have... Fenrir. Roscoe. Lila Garatha. Boudreaux. And Henley. And until next time, we unroll the scroll to tell the tale. Bye. Introducing <laughs> by the dawn's early light. That's some good chicken, by the way. Cause I well, and they when they do it, it's on a conveyor that goes up and down, so it's dripping literally in its own juices. My sister used to do it. That's the reason I know. That's how I feel when I get in the tub. <laughs> <laughs> you're just dripping in so your, your own, own juices. juices. Gross. So gross. <laughs> you're <not. laughs> you're <laughs> marinating yourself. <laughs> That's going in the outtakes. <laughs> That's going in the outtakes. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. It picks me up loud enough. I didn't say it very loud. It's true. I'll see what I can do. <laughs> That's okay. I'm right here. Work your magic. Except for when I'm in the tub, it's more like I'm boiling a lobster. You're a lobster <laughs> Do you really turn that red? A little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but it's worth it. Mary likes that too. Mary likes it boiling. She does. Linda like it's even barely like warm. She's like. It's too hot. I'm like, that's, that's you me. are your father's child. It, it was funny. She was like sitting playing and then she stood up and like her waist down was just red. <laughs> red. Like, oh, yes. Child, what happened? And Abby's like, she likes it that way. I was like, God, you're cooking our child. <laughs> I like it that way too. I like it that way. I'm trying to think of how I could do Boudreaux's voice. And you never. <laughs> I can't do it. You are evil. <laughs> you are bad. <laughs> I only speak 
common. Naughty, naughty. <laughs> naughty, not naughty, naughty. <laughs> <laughs> it's so hard. That's okay. I only speak. Like, I am Hold okay. on. So, you know that one meme of uh, what's his, oh, that bear with his fist? Mm-hmm. That's what he looks like. <laughs> no, I have no idea. I know exactly which one you're talking about. What I picture right now is that meme with the lady screaming at the cat. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know that one. And they're like dragging her off, and the cat's just sitting there chill on the other side, pl- sitting in front of the plate, right? Sitting in front of the plate, just staring them down. And the lady's the like, the one where it's like pointing like this, and the cat's like, mm. <laughs> I don't know, but it's the like what they're super overreacting, and it's it's used one usually used with Karens. Okay. Well, he's obviously. Are ex- you talking like the Arthur bear? Yeah, like Arthur. Arthur. It's Arthur, and he's like. And he's holding it. He's oh, angry Arthur okay. with the yeah. fist. Angry yeah. Arthur. Okay. okay, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Now. Uh, it's kind he's of the same. Bark. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I knew which one she meant though. Like even like. <laughs> I had no idea. It took me a second. So, I'm like. I'm pretty, it's okay, guys. You ready? Got got my names. So the not dark wizard is telling us to go into a town full of undead people. Um. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what? Boudreaux starts. What did I miss, guys? <laughs>